This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so glad you've joined us today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the word to the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And with that, I welcome you into what will be a very interactive edition of Equip. If your house is anything like mine, you have kids that have uh, been less than subtle in letting you know what time of year it is. That's right. This is the time of year where kids are dropping hints to parents, to moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas about the gifts that they're hoping to get on Christmas morning. And maybe your kids are as bold as mine in giving you a list not leaving it up to your own perceptiveness and intuition. Uh, They want to remove all mystery and give you a list to say, hey, just in case you needed some help, I'm here to help you out. (laughs) Uh, But if you are in that season, uh, this program today is really going to be helpful for you. Today I want to talk about why uh, my son is not going to get what he wants for Christmas. He's not going to get what he wants for Christmas and why I hope for some of you that your kids won't get what they want for Christmas. This all uh, is tied to a new study, a new report that has come out tied to a lawsuit uh, that is happening in the uh, social media space uh, targeting social media platform Meta under which Facebook and Instagram uh, are managed um, before I get to the lawsuit and the new study that, uh, or, or I'm sorry, data that has come out concerning them, let me talk a little bit about my sweet Judah. I got a son who is nine, and he's uh, going to be turning 10 in just a few short weeks, and that's a big deal, going to double digits. If you remember that season of life, for those of you who are older, you know, that was a big, big deal. Back in my time, when I was younger, that meant in the Brooks household, you went from drinking out of the kids' cups to getting an adult cup. So you can get a big adult cup of uh, whatever your favorite fruit punch or lemonade was. So it was a huge deal. And in my house, it is kind of a rite of passage moment for my kids. I try to do some things that are special with each one when they turn 10. Uh, but uh, with his birthday falling around Christmas, He uh, decided that he wanted to share with me and my wife why he felt he needed a cell phone. He needed a cell phone. So on his list, at the top of his list has been, Mom, Dad, I want to get a cell phone. Uh, My friends have it. Now, mind you, there's probably, he probably has three friends, so I'm wondering who are you calling? Uh, but that's a, that's a whole nother conversation for a different day, so I digress. Uh, but uh, of his three friends, I'm sure all of them have <laughs> cell phones. Um, but he wanted to uh, obviously keep up socially with those uh, friends of his. And uh, me and my wife uh, have shared with him, we love you. Uh, we 
thank God for you, but we will not be getting you a cell phone. Um, I have other children, as you all know, that we are pretty guarded with about social media. I have a 17-year-old daughter who we just recently gave a green light to uh, to allow an Instagram account. And after the new data that has come out, I question even that move. Uh, we typically in the Brooks household have had 16 as a threshold uh, for any social media and 13 as a threshold for, uh, for cell phone. However, uh, the reality is is that we are on the later end of the spectrum. Uh, one study uh, has reported that uh, 45% of 9- to 12-year-olds have social media already. As a matter of fact, among children 9- to 12, 45% use Facebook and Instagram daily. Not occasionally, that is every single day. Well, why am I not giving my sweet Judah what he wants for Christmas? Why are we not giving him a cell phone? Well, uh, we have long suspected there would be uh, uh, a world of risk that are associated with that. Maybe you have as well. Uh, But what we didn't realize that we realize now is that the platforms of social media are a danger in and of themselves and uh, the the data internal to these companies has only proved to confirm com, uh, confirm that. And so what I would love to hear from you, I want to dive into this data, but here's the question of the day, and I'd love for you to chime in at 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. At what age did you choose to allow your kid to have a cell phone, assuming they have, uh, or social media? Uh, at what age? And what went into that decision? And, and I would love to know, uh, do you regret that decision? Do you stand by that decision? But what what is the threshold for you and what goes into that decision? You can chime in on our social media platforms. Uh, we want to redeem those spaces for the good. And I think this is a good conversation for us to have. Uh, but you can also call in at 877 877- 548-3675. Maybe we can call this a parent forum, if you will, and we can kind of process some of this together. And maybe like uh, my sweet Judah, um, you have a kid in your house that's saying, Mom, Dad, I want a cell phone. Or Mom, Dad, I'm the only kid that's not on Instagram or Snapchat or uh, Facebook. And you're trying to fend off the forces as strongly and as much as you can, I want to hear from you. At what age did you decide to give your kids a cell phone or allow them on social media? What went into that decision? And do you regret it or do you not? Before I dive into um, the uh, data concerning the information that we should all be concerned about, about the effects, the adverse effects that social media has on our children. Just a a verse of scripture, Ephesians 5.16 says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Make the best use of the time. Be wise. Make the best use of our time. Look carefully, the Bible says, 
than how you should walk, how you should carry yourself. Not as unwise, but as wise. This is verse 15 of Ephesians 5. Then verse 16 says, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. This was true certainly in Paul's day, but this is true in our day as well. There are forces that are out there, people who are out there, who are preying upon us and our children. It's not accidental. It's not a mistake. It is uh, clearly known intentional harm that's being afflicted for profit. Now, I will say, you who listen to this uh, program know I believe in a free market. I believe in capitalism. I think it does more good than harm. But I'm also a believer in the fall of humanity. And as a believer in the fall of humanity, I'm not oblivious to the way that the free market can be used to hurt people. And our good friend Chris Martin, he's been a guest on with us before. Chris wrote the book Terms of Service. It's a book about the dangers of social media and how we need to prepare ourselves and our children for it. He wrote a newsletter. Uh, He has a regular newsletter that you can subscribe to. And in the most recent one, he says this, Instagram addicted your teenager because she was worth $270 to them. Instagram makes about $270 per teenage user. And now a bipartisan group of 42 attorneys general is suing Meta, again, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, alleging features of Facebook and Instagram are addictive and aimed at kids and teens. Uh, This is not new by suspicion. This has been suspected for a long time. But what happened um, a week ago is that the night before Thanksgiving, Facebook and Instagram unsealed most of all of the redacted lines from a recent lawsuit in which uh, those 42 attorneys general um, alleged uh, that uh, Meta knowingly harmed teenagers' mental health by addicting them to their platform for profit. Um, What makes this such a uh, damning charge, if you will, is the fact that uh, these, these 42 are basing their lawsuit on the internal data that came from research that Meta did itself and came from employees who are now exposing the company for knowing uh, roughly for the last five years that they their product produced, among other things, uh, body dysmorphia uh, through their likes and filters, their algorithms, copious alerts, notifications, so-called infinite scrolls produ- produce addictive behavior that con- constantly invited teens to come back and to stay on the platform all throughout the day. Um, it also produced what's known as SSI, an increase in SSI, that is suicide and self-injury. Um, that, that, was, uh, that was deeply known throughout the company, according to Stephanie uh, Otway, who was an employee at the company for many years. Um, and she argues that um, 
self-harm and suicide rates uh, were knowingly exploding among teenage girls by the company, but yet they chose to bury that instead of giving warnings to the family, uh, to the families, to potential users. Now, again, I want to tie this back to what I said earlier, and that is children of the ages of 9 to 12 of them, 45% of them are using Facebook daily. 40% of them are using Instagram daily. Is that a surprise to you? I was shocked by that. Um, one of the producers here, uh, Deb, says she she thought it might be even higher. Uh, but uh, I, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I know you're probably going to hear what I'm hearing. Dad, that's so unfair. Why are you not letting me have a cell phone? Why are you not letting me on social media? Trust me. I've heard the laments from my children for years now. And uh, yet, um, I think this data just confirms uh, that uh, I think we've been right to delay. And, and the encouragement is to delay as long as you can. Let's go to the phone line. Susan is listening for Lauderdale, Florida. Hey, Susan, thank you for calling. So, Susan, uh, share with me. When did uh, your kids or grandkids get uh, cell phones and social media? And what went into that decision? Hi, uh, nice meeting you. I listen to your your radio show every day, Billy. I get thank you. Uh, it's such an inspiration, inspiring station. I I really been blessed by it. But the um, the earliest age that I got my grandkids um, cell phone, as I was saying to the um, yeah. the young lady, age seven and eight. And because they were my cell phone, they were all, you know, children, they want to play with the cell phone and sure. kind of stuff. So I said, okay, well, let me get them, you know, just not expensive, just a cell phone. They can have their own. So as they got their teen now, there's 13 and 14. And so the other reason I've got it, because, you know, they're in school and so many things happen. And, you know, I was more concerned sure. of, you know, I can't, they can't reach me. God forbid something happened. So my regret is that social media and see, I'm yes, not that yes. tech, uh, technology savvy, and yes, so I don't know how to yes. go in and do, you know, take this off and whatever. And so they come yeah. to me, and that's a good thing. They come and say, "Grandma, look, this um, show me this video," and uh, it, it's just my. I was like, "Wow!" You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough deal. Susan, I appreciate you being honest. And here's the tension. Our cell phones are now our home computers. And so many of us are getting our kids' cell phones because it becomes a way for us to let them have access to a technology age. But yet, isn't it interesting that we survived at seven, eight, nine years old without a cell phone? Maybe you have felt the tension that Susan has felt. We want to hear from you. 877-LIVE-675. We'll be right back right after this. Is it possible to have joy even when life is hard? And the four habits of joy-filled people, Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi, show us how to build habits that will fill our lives with joy and satisfaction every day. Based on the latest neuroscience, this book is practical and easy to understand and provides exercises and tools that can help you to live a joy-filled life. Request your copy today when you support Equip this month. Simply call 888 644 
4144 or visit EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Can I ask you to do me a favor? Uh, Yesterday was uh, Giving Tuesday. So many great organizations and ministries out there. I mean that. And we have the privilege of interviewing guests that represent these ministries just about every day. And I'm so grateful for the great gospel work that's being done out there. But I'm also grateful for Equip. We're committed to producing Christ-centered content that people will consume, and hopefully uh, it will shape their worldview in a way that centers their lives more on Christ and provides biblical encouragement. I hope that that has happened in your life, and I hope that that will be the effect of this ministry through uh, our radio program, through the webinars we do, through Uh, the social media content that we provide, we recognize the digital age that we're living in and we want to redeem it. We want to use it for the good. And so if this matters to you, if having a space on these platforms where the gospel is boldly and unashamedly proclaimed is important to you, we need your partnership. We need your help. So today, can I ask you to give a gift of $100 or $500 or a $1,000 gift. As we approach the end of the year, uh, we want to finish the year strong. And you've heard me say it before. It's so important to our hearts that we have both a testimony of spiritual impact as well as good stewardship. And your generosity and your prayers help to make that happen. So the phone number is uh, is, uh, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. 4144, or you can go to our website at equipradio.org. But today, uh, we would ask that you would be generous. Hopefully, you've been that, uh, shown that generosity already uh, this week. But I pray that Equip holds a special place in your heart and maybe even in your daily rhythms. And if we do, can you support us today with a gift of $100 or more? Go to EquipRadio.org or call 888-644-4144. Today we're talking about why my son is not going to get what he wants for Christmas, at least not everything he wants, uh, in part what my uh, nine, soon-to-be 10-year-old son, Judah, has asked mom and dad for was a cell phone. And uh, we told him lovingly, no, we're not going to do that now. Um, and... Um, Here's the reasons why. Um, Some would say, well, isn't that operating in fear? Uh, My response would be, I think it's operating in wisdom. Uh, And uh, I know those things sometimes can be intermingled, but I certainly want to protect my child. And I feel like uh, if I'm going to go through great lengths to protect them physically, how much more to protect them spiritually, mentally, and emotionally? So here's my question for you. At what age did you give your son or daughter, grandson or granddaughter, a cell phone and allow them on social media? And what went into that decision? Do you regret it? Let's go to Yark, who's listening in Chicago. Hey, Yark, thank you so much for calling. So what's your comment? Uh, My comment is um, uh, simple because... uh, I gave um, 
uh, we gave, uh, uh, along with my wife, permission to have our 12, 13 years old kids um, to, because they are one year apart, okay. cell phones. And uh, I quickly started learning how to help them out to navigate, help them out to navigate how they should navigate properly. Sure. Uh, and widely uh, through the new experience. So uh, avoiding, I, I don't think it's a good idea to avoid because they, they asked me before why, uh, why I, uh, if my friends have a cell phone, why I, I, don't, I still don't have it. Yeah. So I always yeah. uh, uh, kick back that question to them and why, uh, why should we? Yeah. Oh, that. Uh, let let me say this, Yark. I, I think a couple of things. First off, um, man, I do understand that pressure. Uh, certainly, I'm in the throes of teen years with you, so I do understand that pressure. I will commend you for one thing that you said that I think is so important in this conversation. You said, I gave them a cell phone, but I quickly had to learn how to navigate this whole world with them. I think that many parents, we need to know that giving this type of device to our kids uh, places a responsibility on us that we have to be in there with them. And so I'm grateful that you've done that. Now, where I would disagree with you a little bit on this is, yeah, I, I, I do recognize that delaying will cause them to be out of step socially with their friends. But in some ways, we're going to have to pick those battles with our kids to prepare them for what it means to be a Christian in culture. Anyway, we're going to have to have some areas. And maybe it's not, maybe this isn't the hill you die on. But there has to be some areas where we say to our kids, we're not going to go the way of the culture. Because if we don't train them in, in that now, then they're going to be highly susceptible to the false assumption that just because everybody's doing it means I need to do it as well. Uh, not saying that that's what you fully argue, but I do think one of the implications positively of saying to your kids, no, on some social front, I don't care what it is, but on some social front, it is healthy to say, we're not going to do that as Christians. We say no to that so that they will taste what it is to have to stand for Christ in their generation. Just one recommendation that I want to give, and I'm grateful that I did this with my uh, daughter. My oldest daughter, when she was 12 or 13, asking for a cell phone, I gave her as an assignment before we could even have the conversation, Jonathan McKee's book, The Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices. And I said, hey, you read this. Let's discuss as you read chapter by chapter. It was one of the most helpful things that I think uh, we've done. Uh, nothing's foolproof, but I do think having some required reading. Before a kid gets a driver's license, they got to go to driver's ed school. Having some required reading before they get a cell phone, I think should be required. And Jonathan McKee's book, he has a lot of them, but this one is particularly written in teens. So I recommend it. The Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices. Let's go to Kaylin. Uh, Kaylin's uh, listening in Spokane. Hey, Kaylin, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. 
That is so great. I'm so grateful that you called today. How old are you, Kaylin? I'm 15. 15. That is awesome. I'm I'm super grateful, again, for you listening. So what's your comment, Kaylin? So about social media, I do not believe that teenagers should have social media. Um, I used to have social media personally, and it damaged my health like mentally. And just because all the other kids are doing it does not mean that we should do it because it will damage us mentally if we start comparing ourselves, which is what that like social media platform is basically for. Yeah. Uh, first off, I'm so grateful that you um, have called. Secondly, I'm, I'm grateful that you have um, seen the effects it's had on you and been able to survive through that. What advice would you give to teens who are saying to moms and dads, I want this? Definitely look into it more. Um, kind of like talk to the adults about it and really listen to the adults' advice. Because like on one hand, there are restrictions that you can put on like anything really. So you yes. can only see certain things. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to show up. So yeah. definitely look into it a lot more and ask questions. Well, Kaylin, uh, you're a huge blessing. I want you to know I'm grateful that you called in today. And I think your advice is really, really wise. And your parents are, are so blessed. God bless you, Kaylin. God bless you, too. Thank you. Listen, friends, uh, I could not have um, said it better. Uh, Kaylin, 15 years old, and uh, is saying this impacted me negatively. It impacted my mental health. But Kaylin is not the only one who's saying that. As a matter of fact, when we come back, I'm going to share a stat with you that will blow you away concerning the impact of social media on the mental and spiritual health of our kids. Don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip. Hey, friends, welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Man, what a great day. I'm so grateful that you're listening in. Uh, today we're having a, a conversation about the impact of cell phones and social media uh, devices on our kids. And uh, I am uh, encouraging you to think deeply about this subject. We're going to get back to it and back to your calls in just a moment. But let me say thank you to Colleen from Ohio for partnering with us today. Thank you to Janet from South Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you to Michael from Kokomo, Indiana, and Michelle from Clinton Township, Michigan. You guys are awesome. If Equipped has been a blessing to you, I'm asking for you to consider uh, standing with us. Yesterday was Giving Tuesday, and so many great organizations and ministries out there. Uh, but today I want to make our appeal uh, that uh, we are committed to creating Christ-centered content and to equipping you biblically, theologically, practically to be able to live, share, and defend your faith, to have a space on these platforms that so often do harm, and the data proves it now, and so often are used for negative uh, purposes. We want to have a Christ-centered space on these platforms with the content that we produce and provide. Uh, we ask for your help with that. We are touching the lives of hundreds of thousands of people weekly 
uh, but we ask for your help and your partnership uh, today. If you can give a gift of um, $100 or $500 or $1,000, that would be so awesome to helping us to meet our budget and to end the year strong. So can you call now, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Or go to equipradio.org. The month is ending quickly, as you know. December will be here before you know it. So can you please support us that way? And in exchange for your support, we're going to send you a wonderful book called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled People, which combines great theology and brain science on how to help you to live a life of joy. It is possible, and uh, God wants that for you. Um, Today, we're talking about why my son, nine-year-old Judah, is not going to get what he wants for Christmas. At least one thing that he wants for Christmas, he's been asking for a cell phone, and he's not going to get that. Now, the art supplies that he wants, we're going to probably do that uh, for him. He has... um, some uh, Nike hoodies he wants. Uh, I, I don't mind that. We're going to do that uh, for him. Uh, he wants to go uh, see a Pistons game. Uh, now, you pray for him because the Pistons are struggling right now. Uh, but he wants to go see a Pistons game with Dad. Uh, that sounds great. I'm going to do that. But that cell phone request, we're not going to be doing that. As a matter of fact, we're not going to be letting him do that or social media. My question for you today is, what age did you allow your kids to do cell phones and social media? And what went into that decision? Um, For us, um, I'm very heavily influenced by the guests I've interviewed on this platform uh, here at Equip. I'm also very heavily influenced by this new data that has come out. Data like the fact that uh, internally, Instagram knew... Uh, the damage that was happening to kids uh, as a result of their platform. As a matter of fact, Adam Mossery, who is the head of Instagram, uh, reported in September of uh, 2021, September 26 of 2021, in the email communication with another employee that based off of internal research that they had commissioned, they knew that 33% of teenage girls said they felt worse about themselves after using the platform. 33% said they felt worse about themselves after using the platform. Um, They also knew the effect that the amount of likes or the lack of likes had on the mental health of girls in particular. But they did not change um, that feature on their platform because they didn't want to lose revenue. Now, how much revenue would they have lost if they adjusted that feature? Hiding the number of likes that a particular post received? Well, they would have lost 1% of their revenue. So protecting teenagers was less important to them than 1% of their revenue. It says this, high light counts clearly affected teen girls' mental health in a bad way, but Meta made the feature, opt-in, once it realized that it decreased revenue by 1% not to. You know, again, I am all for free market economics. Uh, You know, I I think 
out of all the economic systems, capitalism has done the most good. But I'm also very much aware of the fall of humanity, and this is clearly a case of um, a company who intentionally did harm. And they have 42 attorneys generals across the political spectrum agree on anything is astounding in this day and age. And the fact that they agreed on the fact that this went too far and this did harm to tens of thousands of kids in their districts and uh, millions across the country says all that you need to know. Let's go to the phone lines. I want to hear from you. I'm going to go to Noah, who's listening in Michigan. Noah, I am so grateful for your call. Thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. Hey, Chris. Thank you. Uh, long-time listener. listen every day at work. Um, love your messages. So Appreciate that. What's your comment? Um, so I just wanted to testify about a little bit of my no phone age. I'm uh, 24 years old now. I was raised in a Christian household, and I wasn't allowed to get a phone until I was 13. And when I did get a phone, it was only a flip phone. Um, So in high school, when everyone had to put their phones in the uh, little pockets in the front uh, during a test, mine was the only one that (laughs) that didn't have a giant screen on it. (laughs) Um, But... uh, so I didn't, I, I missed a lot of the um, kind of social media anxiety. So I'm yes. very grateful to my parents for, you know, withholding that world from me. Um, as I'm not really too active on it now, but it was definitely hard for me as a kid not to have a phone, but really I just yeah. got used to uh, using the house phone if I had to call somebody. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. First off, uh, you know, I'm grateful for your parents as well, and and I'm grateful for you calling. One of the um, reports that I read earlier, article from CNBC, uh, the reporter on this article is Lauren Feiner. Um, She quotes um, one of the attorney general from uh, the state of Arkansas as saying that uh, a, a meta spokesperson argues that the real concern that they had is kids uh, having FOMO. Maybe you've heard that before, F-O-M-O, the fear of missing out. And uh, Meta's counter-argument is that while, yeah, there is some uh, harm that comes up from using the platform, there's mental anguish that comes when kids have to miss out, that fear of missing out. What what are your thoughts about that? How did you navigate that whole thing of, man, I'm missing out on interactions or platforms that um, my my peers are using? Right. I think probably the number one thing was just surrounding myself with the right people who wouldn't, um, you know, interact with doing anything that would make you feel any sort of feeling of left out. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, de- definitely, definitely, just having the right people to, you know, not be rubbing what you're not doing in your face or anything like that. Yeah, I would say this is where the church becomes a very important community and family becomes a very important uh, part of this conversation because if you have community and peers that are, yeah, not throwing it up in your face and helping you not to feel crazy 
then your likelihood of being able to navigate through this in a healthy way is uh, is increased. Well, let me just say, I really appreciate you calling, and uh, I'm grateful that even now you're able to see it through a healthy lens, what your parents did for you. Bravo to them and praying for you, brother. Thanks for giving us a call today, Noah. I'm going to go to another call. Josh is listening in Michigan. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for listening to Equip. What's your comment? Hey, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. First of all, I love your love your show. Um, thank you. I think, it's in, I think it's important for today uh, that parents um, parent their kids before being their friends and giving them mm. what they want. Um, yeah. We have three kids, ages 10, six, uh, 10 7, and 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get it, you know, giving them our phone to to watch YouTube, you know, kids' YouTube. There are some platforms that are um, healthier than others, I guess. Yes. But uh, as far as giving, you know, letting our 10-year-old have a phone um, is really making them susceptible to evil in the world. And, uh, I mean, even as a you know, 35-year-old parent um, yes. who has Facebook, um, I don't need to see the data to know that there is some really, you know, evil things, some, some yes. you know, doom, doom scrolling, you know. I'm yes. sure you've got to that, too, and it's, yep. Uh, yep. it's very... Um, well, you know, Kaylin, who who called earlier, Josh, and maybe you heard her 15 years old, she brought up a very important point. We didn't get a chance to press into this much, but, um, you know, I think all of us hope for the best when we let our kids use a tablet. I, I do that. I let my kids use a tablet at our house. Um, um, we all hope for the best. But Kaylin mentioned that what you can't control are advertisements or things that come through that is not your intended um, destination. So you, you go to a place hoping to let your kids maybe watch their favorite cartoon or something on your tablet or play a game, and the next thing you know, they're being bombarded with things. So I think you're right in saying that we got to be moms and dads before we're friends and buddies. Now, I think with that, we can let our kids know, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. And I know you don't understand that right now fully. I know that may seem hard for you. Uh, I'm really doing this, though, because I love you, because I want the best for you, and because God calls me to shepherd your heart. God calls me to uh, be your primary discipler. This is what Israel was commanded in Deuteronomy chapter 6, that it was our responsibility to teach the commands of the Lord to our kids as they went throughout their day. It's my responsibility, not the youth group's responsibility, not the Christian school's responsibility, um, not my pastor's responsibility. It's my responsibility primarily to disciple, disciple my kids. Now, the rest of those folks can be on my team in helping me in the process and journey of discipling my kids. But I have to have these conversations. And one of the big areas of discipleship is digital discipleship. That's why this is an important topic. That's why it will remain an important topic. We continue to invite on guests 
so that we can offer you the best resources for shepherding the hearts of your kids in a digital age. Again, I want to encourage you, Jonathan McKee's book, The Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices, will really help as a read for you and your teen as you navigate the world of cell phones and social platforms. Hey, thanks to Rhonda in Illinois for partnering with us. Can you partner with us today with a generous year-end tax-deductible gift? Go to EquipRadio.org. We'll be right back. On Equip, we tackle the tough issues, and there sure have been many this past year. But we continue to confront them with the relevant biblical truth of the gospel. As we turn to a new year, will you join our Christ-centered approach by becoming an auto-gift monthly partner? Keep Equip on the air in your community and across the nation. Your $30, $50, or $85 a month gift will make a huge difference in this new year. Equip yourself and make a difference for Christ and His kingdom at the same time by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Before I went to break, I said thanks to Rhonda. She's in Illinois. She just gave a gift and so generous of you to do that, Rhonda. Rhonda's gift puts us only $2,200 away from our budgeted goal for this month. So we are $2,200 away from our budgeted goal for this month. So thank you, Rhonda. Thanks to all of our friends who have helped us to, um, through their generosity, to have a good testimony of uh, good stewardship and spiritual impact. Maybe you can help us to further cut into that $2,200 deficit. Maybe you can give a $200 gift now that takes us down to uh, even $2,000 uh, that uh, we, we'd have to see come in uh, between the next couple of days for us to finish um, uh, at budget. Uh, or maybe you are blessed and you're in a season or a position in life where you say, Chris, uh, this is important. These conversations are important. Holding the gospel high in a generation that questions truth and has been bombarded with so many lies, that's important. And you can give a $2,000 gift. Whatever you can give, 200 2000 or any points in between, we want to say thank you, but we urge you, if you could, respond today. Go to EquipRadio.org or call 888-644-4144. That's 888 888- 644-4144. Let's quickly go to Diane. And Diane is listening in Tennessee. Diane, thank you so much for listening to Equip. Thanks for your call. What's your comment? Hello. Uh, I absolutely love this program. Uh, my thank comment you. is I was a single mom, and my daughter didn't get a cell phone until she was 16. And it was mainly out of necessity uh, because she got a job. I'm like, when you get a car and get a job, then you can have a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And mine was more of out of necessity. If the car broke down, if she had problems at work or whatever, you know, then she could get a hold of me. Uh, Yeah, that's understandable. That was the only reason she got one at that age. Because even on the home computer, she looked up White House as a school project for the White House, you know. 
Yeah. And up came a site that she shouldn't even look at, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and this is the thing. You, you're, you're bringing up a couple of really important points. Uh, and I commend you, Diane, because I know as a single mom, it cannot be easy navigating those decisions. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those moments that we're living in right now culturally. You don't have to go looking for harm. It comes looking for you. If we're going to protect our kids physically, we have to protect them spiritually and emotionally as well. Let's go to one more call. Sean is listening. Hey, Sean, thank you for listening to Equip. Uh, thanks for your patience, uh, brother. What's your comment? Well, I just wanted to say that I'm a new dad, so uh, my little baby girl is just 10 weeks old. And congratulations! And so I still got, oh, thank you. I still got quite a while before uh, that conversation or yeah. even happened in the first place. But uh, as a millennial, I'm 29 years old, uh, I understand you know everything about the social media and stuff, and and it being becoming a dad has really opened my eyes to to even yes. more things, and it it makes me you know, as a, as a new father, it may, makes me kind of teeter totter a little bit. I want to, yes. you know, give her a cell phone, uh, whenever she can get one, but then I want to withhold it too, just because I know of what's yeah. going on out there. So I know in 10 years, things could be totally different. There could be yes. restrictions, new laws or Instagram gone, or it's even bigger. Uh, but just, uh, as of right now, you know, until then it's still something that me and my wife have to, you know, pray about and, well, you know, we can to be loving parents. And let me just say this. Uh, praise God for your groundedness and your love for her, your groundedness in the Lord. Keep that at the center. I will also say this, that you would not turn over to a child anything powerful, a weapon, a car, um, uh, even a credit card, without walking them through it and discipling their hearts and being in it with them. And so I would just say, as one dead to another, uh, it is our high calling, our highest calling, to walk with our children through uh, the stages of life. And digital discipleship is going to be one of the big areas she's going to need, Dad, to really coach her on. So at some point, giving her um, technology will be appropriate. But when you do, make sure she knows you're in the journey with her. And uh, the talk that we need to have around technology is not a one-time deal. It's an ongoing conversation. And just know, Sean, we're here for you as well to help you as you disciple your uh, beautiful daughter. Congratulations again. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, let's keep this conversation going on our social media platforms. Uh, The article from Chris Martin is up. You can uh, comment and you can chime in there. Thanks for your partnership. Thanks to Walter. Just gave a gift. You can do so as well at EquipRadio.org. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.